Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome. I just got a Fitbit notification. It said that I'm doing well today. Oh, wow. My wrist vibrated like right in the middle of our song. Um, sorry. Welcome to Spoiler Season. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode two of Spoiler Season Rivals of Ixalan. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Flipside Gaming. You can check them out at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics. You can find at NEC Coolidge on Facebook. So, Katie, we have 19 cards today, I believe, to look through. I agree with that so, assessment. <laughs> I don't know if it was an assessment. It's more of just an observation of fact. Uh, so let's dive in. What do we have first? <laughs> dive in, dive down. Sorry, but okay. You're playing Anyways. too much arena. Oh, that that's secret. That you're you're in the beta. I don't know. That's yeah. not a secret. All right, can't you just can't talk about what's in it. Cards. There are cards. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. spoilers. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so <laughs> real spoilers. So we have uh, our first spoiler of the evening: Path to Discovery. This is. Three green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. So what do you think? Um, I think that this is a card that when you have it with creatures that already explore, it just means that you get to do two explorers so often that it's it's just going to... it's ah, Burton Sheenie will love this card. So, so you do get to explore twice if the, if the creature itself has... They're two separate triggers. Okay. Yeah. All right. You get two explorers with all your score creatures. So that that's fun that it's meme-worthy, but I have yeah. to say... Actually, this there's a lot of... A lot uh, there's one other card today that I get to make that joke for, which we'll get to, so wow. that'll be fun. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Because I'm sure, goals. you know, no one else has made these jokes, so... No, of course um, not. Path of Discovery is an engine type of card that I mentioned last set when we were seeing the explore cards uh, when we saw specifically wild growth walker and lurking chupacabra where i said that if you had some kind of engine to generate explorers then and you had more cards that care about it like more cards like those mm. two wild growth walker and the chupacabra then you could get a very synergistic uh, like constellation style of deck um and this is this card is one of those engine cards that you would need um because being able to just give everything explore triggers, now you're probably running some creatures that explore already anyways, but with this, uh, and getting, you know, two explores, it just makes it so much more powerful. It means that every time you explore, right, if you have all your creatures have explore, Chubacabra is minus four, minus four to something. Wild right. Growth Walker becomes first activation of three, six, and gains you six life. Like, these are the kinds of abilities that uh, they build really fast once you start the snowball kind of rolling. So... Four mana is a bit much, uh, mm -hmm. but I think it's reasonable we see four mana enchantments like Anointed Procession seeing play. Um, or it saw play. And that deck's kind of fallen out of favor, but not yeah. because like Anointed Procession is a terrible card or anything. Um, so these kinds of things can be played. Uh, there isn't really great main deckable enchantment removal outside of the White Exile effects, uh, like Cast new... Out and Ixalan's Binding. Oh, main deckable. Yeah, we have the new Brontanon, which is great sideboard tech. Yeah, I don't know how many people will run that in the main. Um, but you're right, like post-board people can try to bring in. But like you should be able to generate in this deck enough value that it won't matter much. Like, I, I, like you know, when I think back to uh, Constellation, which is a deck that I keep comparing this to, um, the like you could they could side into enchantment hate but it didn't really matter because when like everything was an enchantment you built up so much advantage like sure they can kill your sigil of the empty throne like you can't churn out angels of return it doesn't really matter like you've been doing other things too like you're already way ahead so yeah. even if they answer this card um you should have other ways to accrue value right now to be clear we don't have enough 
Right. Okay. Because I was going to say, in contrast to um, Constellation, this feels closer to Tokens or Anointed Procession, where, like, if you dealt with Procession, maybe they have Stockpile, but, like, maybe that's not enough for them to accrue value off of. Well, I think Tokens is a... is. I think the deck that we're um, hypothesizing about is closer to Constellation than to Tokens. Because Tokens either can go on the Procession plan, um, but it can also run away with uh, multiple stockpiles, mm. right? Churning out like two or three servos every turn is going to win you the game. But also, uh, Tokens is heavily dependent on Fumigate. And the fact that it turns out so many creatures itself means that it gains a lot of life and it's able to get farther into like and find more of its pieces and like yeah you can kill one but like i can find another one and it will mm-hmm. just it's just slow slow deck. whereas constellation like every single card was a almost like a combo in and of itself right and if you're playing this hypothetical explore card path to discovery is a a kind of one card combo where if you have a sufficient number of uh whenever you explore do something um then you play this, and if you play one thing, you get a ton of triggers all across the board, right? Where, like, every enchantment you played triggered, like, five things that would happen right. in Constellation. Um, and and that, that value that you amass is just usually too much to, to overcome. But we, we need more of them. Like, Wild Growth right. Walker and Lurking Chupacabra are not enough. Um, and, there's the boat. There's, uh, there's yeah, a, and I, I just don't... Like, it's just a big creature. It doesn't do explore. anything, yeah. right? Like... I would say it's, uh, you know, harder to remove because it is a vehicle, but sure. a braid is still running yeah, around. Yeah, we do have a braid, and, like, to me, you think about the effects, right? Like, we have life gain, and we have minus two, minus two. And then we have, like, this boat that puts counters life on itself, gain? right? Yeah, Wild Growth Walker gains you three life whenever Oh, in explore. addition to getting a counter. Yeah, in addition to counter. Oh. What, we're, what we're looking for uh, is in Explore itself, right? Don't forget, like, it's not just like, oh, an enchantment on the battlefield, you get those triggers. Explore itself generates value. It's either going to put a counter on something, or it's going to draw you a card. And that card is guaranteed to be a land if it does draw you a card. <laughs> um, but something like, whenever you explore, draw a card, would be uh, oh, something yeah. that the deck that would, would really use. Um Things like that. Like, we, we need more of those cards that will do effects. And since we're in green and black, right, you could be whenever you explore, um, I don't know, put a... I mean, we're not doing minus one, minus one counters, but, like, that would be a thing you could do, right? Like, right. just things in the color pie that, like, what else? You, you put a... Maybe put a token into play, right? Whenever you explore, you get some kind of a creature token. And just so, like, all of these cards by themselves are just engines generating different yeah. kinds of value. Uh, Hopefully they tough. didn't print the anytime you explore get a creature token because that's that's like a infinite combo with this oh yeah every creature be. token explores and then you get a That'd token and then you great. get a token then you get a token so hopefully they didn't print that just for you know That'd that would be, be really like funny. three terrible things did. in a row but no, that would a... be the kind of engine yeah yeah that we're yeah. looking for exactly exactly um, all right cool so our next card is shrine altisor mm-hmm this dino doesn't even fit in the shrine. That's right. He's too big. Yeah, because um, he's so tall. Alt- Anyways, um, four white for a 3-4 dino. If a source would deal damage to another dinosaur you control, prevent all but one of that damage. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this card's great and limited. Do you think if there were a dino deck, it would see play in that? No. Dinos are attacking. Right, like this is uh, to me at least, this isn't a card I'd play in a dinosaur deck. It's, it's not a, a five card mana three need. four. That's a terrible rate 
for constructed. Yeah, but it's avoiding lightning strike and um, you just kill this. A braid. This dies to everything. It doesn't die to lightning strike and a braid. Harness lightning. You need to do it. Harness lightning is the removal spell that matters. No one plays lightning strike outside of mono red, and that's usually pointed at your face. And a braid, people run like two of uh, in teamer. So like. This dies to Harness Lighting. The effect doesn't extend to itself. If it extended to itself, I'd be more interested in it. Um, but as it is, you just kill this and then move on with your life. And, like, it, it's just such a bad... Like, you're spending your whole five mana to play this card. I don't like it. I don't like it very much. Yeah. It, like, combos with Enrage. Uh, but, like, Enrage isn't... You're not going to build a deck around Enrage, right? In Standard. Um, it barely combos with Enrage. You still have to find ways to deal damage to your creatures. Or, no, it just means that, like, all of your dinos with Enrage will get triggered, but they won't die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, the ideal, right? So, uh, but the card is bad in constructed formats, I think. Uh, but in limited, the card's really good. Like, really, really good. It makes it really hard to, like, get through any kind of a board that your dino opponent has if they have this card out. Yeah. Next is Paladin of Atonement. This is white one. For a 1-1 one, one, uh, Vampire Knight, at the beginning of each upkeep, if you lost life last turn, put a plus plus one counter on Paladin of Atonement. And when Paladin of Atonement dies, you gain life equal to its toughness. So uh, this is, again, this is very underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, in Limited, this seems like it might be good, because if you play this early uh, in Limited, the Vampire's deck does make a lot of 1-1 one, one tokens with Queen's Commission and Call to the Feast, and maybe we'll get some new ones here. Uh, and... You can reliably trigger life link every turn. This uh, is if you lost life. Oh, not gained life. Not gained. Yeah, so this is just if bad. you're dying, then this gets bigger. And then if you have to trade it to not die, you gain some life. Yeah, I don't it know. reminds me. It's like if we had pain lands, uh, then I could see this being oh, better. Yeah. But we don't have pain. That lands. would be much more interesting. You could trigger it yourself. We could maybe, maybe we'll get Painlands going back to Dominaria, because uh, the Painlands have Dominaria names, Yabimaya Coast and Shivan, Shivan Reef. Um, wait. Yeah, those are Dominarian. Okay, well, right? this would be more interesting there. Land War Waste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you have Painlands, then uh, this is better, because we compare this to the other card that they tried to combo with Painlands, which was, um, I forget its name, it's a 4-mana enchantment where if you lost life the previous turn, you get a 1-1 one, one token. But it was four mana, it was enchantment. This yeah. card is better because it's so cheap. Um, so, like, if you had this with Painlands, then you were able to trigger this every single turn, both your turn and your opponent's turn, which means that this grows every turn, um, which is pretty good. And then they exile it, and you're blown out because you don't gain the life back, and you can no longer blown hit them out. With it. You get they have to spend a removal spell to kill a two mana creature. Yeah. So, like, unless they, I mean, Fatal Push would be good, but like we're talking about. Dominaria where rotation will have oh wait rotation won't have that so like they have to have push but like push isn't as popular as like harness lightning and then you're trading two for two and that's a fine trade yeah um so I I like it with painlands <laughs> in this hypothetical future we're talking about <laughs> the card's not good otherwise because it just doesn't do enough yeah um, you can't trigger it reliably and it grows too slowly so and the slowly. dies gain life nobody cares about yeah at least it's each upkeep not just your upkeep yeah that's why I think it's so powerful with with painlands right. Our next creature is Seafloor Oracle, which is blue-blue 2 for a 2-3 Merfolk Wizard. Whenever a Merfolk you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So, Katie, you're the Merfolk this wanter too here. This expensive. I, like, it's whenever, so you can trigger it multiple times. Not in a turn, but, like, if yeah, this stays down in a turn. Whenever a Merfolk you control. You draw a card for each Merfolk? Yeah. Not okay. whenever one or more Merfolk. 
Oh, 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 yeah, you're right. Not one or more. Okay, well, that's better. Four it's, mana is still yeah. a lot. And it's a 2-3. It's so small. It's yeah, not it feeling damage itself. It's basically like having an enchantment, that can but die. it's easily removable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. But uh, you will hopefully have some buffs. That's uh, true. You have or some metallic... dive downs. Yeah, Merfolk, because it's in blue, you can play things like dive down or spell pierce. Or yeah. The counterspell we're going to mention and you'll have this with the lord that we're going to mention so uh yeah. you're right four mana is a lot but the effect is really really powerful it is the ability to draw a ton of cards especially if you're hitting with these little hex proof one ones yeah um, i mean that's how it would that, that's how the hypothetical merfolk deck would like keep keep the gas yeah in the late i game, do think right? it's important to keep perspective on this hypothetical merfolk deck because like last time dinos seemed to be the most uh, like the the deck that was closest to being constructed playable that people were talking about playing right. standard, and this time it seems to be Merfolk. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are like, well, no, because think about modern Merfolk. It has you know like all these lords and blah blah blah. But like you have to remember that the standard deck is not going to play like modern Merfolk because no. you just do not have a critical mass of lords, and that's fine. The deck can play differently and still be a Merfolk a playable Merfolk deck. Right. I think the problem that it faces is. It's looking like the kind of deck Merfolk wants to be is kind of accrue some value, go a little wide, and like try to grind a little bit. But you, it's just hard to believe you're going to do that better than Teamer does because yeah. Teamer does it so well. Um, so then you're like, well, maybe you go really, really wide, but then like is Tokens just better at doing that? Like, yeah, it's you're kind not of good occupies, at going wide. Like you yeah, only have awkward. deep root waters. I know. Well, you you want to. It feels like you want to go it's wide. Hard. Deeper waters. You want to draw cards, play out more merfish. Right. Um, You're going wide by actually playing out more cards, not like generating yeah, a bunch of tokens. Yeah. And um, this card lets you draw a card. Uh, what is it? The, Shapers of nature. You can take off counters to draw cards. Yeah, that's really slow. But yeah. um, the silver gill adept lets you draw a card. Uh, can't mm -hmm. you. When so like, enters. there's a lot of ways that you can, uh, like there's almost like lord that... standard elves, right? Where like you yeah. just kept drawing cards and putting out more creatures. Yeah, but Standard Elves, like, it had at least one creature that, like, came in with another token, and... Yeah, but so does Merfolk. Mm -hmm. Merfolk has deeper waters. Yeah. To make all of your creatures yeah. do that. Yeah. And, like, it had company, right? But, like, we don't have company, but we have this, like, oh, whenever Merfolk deals damage, draw a card. Like, yes, they're very different. But, like, they both right. have ways of basically producing card advantage mm -hmm. um, to, to try to build a critical mass of threats on the board. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I kind of agree with you that it's hard to believe it's going to do what it does better than Teamer. Yeah, just because Teamer's so good. Efficient. Yeah. Too bad yeah. we don't have an energy lord. That's what we're missing. Hmm. Creatures you control get plus one plus one for each energy counter oh my you gosh. have. Yeah, well, that doesn't <laughs> exist, so thank goodness. Um, but we do have a Merfolk lord, which is Merfolk Mistbinder. This is blue-green for a 2-2 two -two Merfolk Shaman. Other Merfolk get plus one plus one. And while we're here, we will also share the other card, which is... Oh, no. I still want to focus on Merfolk. Yeah, but let's just cover them together because they're the exact same card. We also have Legion Lieutenant, which is white-black for a vampire knight. That's a 2-2. Two -two. Other vampires you control get plus one plus one. Um, so we'll have to see if this is a full cycle. I'm skeptical because these are the two two-color tribes, and they're both the little tribes that kind of want to go wider. Yeah. I don't know that... It would be appropriate for, for pirates or dinos. Or like dinosaurs. Like your dinos get plus one plus one. Yay. Yeah. My five six is now a 
Six, seven. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. I really like that these are two mana. Like, I think that, you know, so it's, it's hard not to draw experience from zombies, but playing zombies, right, your first lord was a three drop. Um, and that was good, but you were really, like, uh, you had a lot of three drops in zombies. Yeah. Um, having this on two is really nice, uh, and I think it makes the merfolk deck look much more likely to be viable. Yeah, and it also... Uh, you can play this in modern um, in the the new tropical fish deck that's been going tropical around. Tropical fish. Yeah, it's just merfolk with green. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and like there's strengths and weaknesses to that deck as compared to the pure merfolk deck, uh, the blue one. But now you have another lord, so yep. that's that's cool. People merfolk likes lords. <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, it doesn't give any kind of evasion though, and this is the like the thing that like you have river sneakers a two mana one one. And it, yeah, it grows a little bigger, but like you don't have enough. It doesn't feel the, like you have enough evasion. You have the four mana three two, and the other lord that you can tap another merfolk and give it unblockable. And if you no, wanted to lord, go, it gives itself unblockable. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's a two four. Like you don't have a way to like get through these tiny creatures that you're playing. Yeah. Aside from like trying to grow them big, but it's weird because there aren't a ton of creatures that put plus one plus one counters on the merfolk. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you want to run Constrictor. <laughs> Ghost it's, just... it's not you're not putting counters though for the most part. Right, but they are like they have a creature, uh, Herald of Secret Streams, which creatures with plus one counters are unblockable, and then you have some other cards, Merfolk, that put plus one plus one counters on That's things. True. And I'm just I'm trying to think like you're playing out all of these tiny creatures, like how are you getting through and dealing damage? Which it seems like you want to do uh, to like draw cards and such but maybe the answer is you just play that uh four mana tap all creatures and then just kill them in one hit just like stall and then kill them but i don't i don't know that that's a viable thing you can do in this format in a format of like fumigate settle the wreckage uh and glory bringer yeah questionable and what about the vampire lord uh i I don't think i'm not convinced vampires is good at all like i think that uh alenda you know if Alenda finds a home, it'll probably be in black-white X tokens mm-hmm. um, with hidden stockpile. But I- I'm not seeing a coherent vampires deck. Like, yeah. I, they don't have enough... It feels like they want to be black-white tokens, but they don't have enough token generators, and hidden right. stockpile is just better. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, our next card is Time Stream Navigator. This is blue one for a 1-1 one, one, uh, human pirate wizard. Human tribal. It has Ascend, the 10 or more permanents. Um... Blue, blue, two, tap, put Timestream Navigator on the bottom of its owner's library. And that's all part of the cost. So you're putting Timestream Navigator on the bottom of its library as part of the cost. Mm, Okay. Uh, Take an extra turn after this one. Activate this only if you have the City's Blessing. Yes. Uh, So the only way this sees play is if people find a janky way to, like, recur it and take infinite turns. Um, you need something like a like a dark petition style card where you can basically be guaranteed to loop this card over and over and over again. Um, but it otherwise... doesn't have haste, so even if you get it on that turn, you can't. Yeah, you need it that an elaborate. Turn. You need to. You just need to give it haste too. Like it's. I don't think it'll see play. It's not good. We've seen uh, like this effect is it's stapled to a really weak body. It's expensive to activate. It does like you said. It doesn't have haste and. Um, you need the ascend as well, so there's just too many hoops to jump through. And taking an extra turn, like it's yeah, I'm not. I don't think this is good. 
there was another card what was it like uh from theros which you could like remove five plus one counters from it and take an extra turn it was a blue heroic card oh. um but that never saw, <clears throat> saw any play except in the deck that was trying to like combo with it um i don't i'm not i don't think like these effects this effect on this kind of a fragile body is good by itself unless you're a dedicated combo deck yeah um and then like maybe you can justify finding some kind of way to to play this but yeah our next card is starving paladin this is white one for a three three uh vampire knight starving paladin doesn't untap during your untap step whenever you gain life untap starving paladin uh i like this i like this a lot and um limited of three three for two is a really good rate this will be a strong blocker, uh, and then once you get some lifelink tokens going, um, you'll be able to untap this all the time, very, very easily. Uh, this So the tricky thing is like you don't want to evaluate this as a downside, right, where it's not going to untap. What this means is you actually get to untap it extra. So right. you should think of this creature as almost, if you in the right deck, it almost has vigilance because you're going to attack with this and a lifelinker, or if you give this creature lifelink in some way, then every time you attack, it's just going to untap itself, and now it can also block. Um, so I like this a lot, and um, yeah, it's a it's a good rate. And at worst, it's going to be a three three that'll block, and you know that's fine. Cool. So definitely pick it up in limited. I would play it in limited, um, but you are looking once you pick this up to so make sure some. you have lifelink cards, right? Otherwise, which probably won't a... be too hard if you're in black white. But yeah. still, cool. Uh, so our next card is watery ambush, which is blue three for an enchantment. When Watery Ambush enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 Merfolk creature tokens with Hexproof, and you can pay blue three. Target Merfolk can't be blocked this turn. Hey, this is how your Merfolk get through. But this is so bad. So expensive. It's, you're playing four mana to make two 1-1s, and then you have to pay four mana to give one of your Merfolk, all of which are tiny, uh, unblockable. No, this needs to be like four mana Merfolk you, can't, you control can't be blocked this turn. It's just it's too weak. It's too yeah. weak. And, and that might that's probably like too good. Then make it like two Merfolk you can well, draw. Well, that's kind of like turn. tap your opponent's board. It's very right. Similar. But if and, and right, one having that repeatable is, is oh, really yeah, really if it strong. Was repeatable, I'm just saying it needs to yeah. do more. So make it like two or three Merfolk can't be blocked this turn or something like that. But like four mana for one or just cheapen it. Make it blue one target Merfolk yeah. can't be blocked this turn. And then I'm more interested. If it was single blue, I'd be very interested. Um, even and even the upfront cost too four mana is so meh. Uh, in limited though, this is pretty good because I like that you're getting the two merfolk. Um, keep in mind the Lord is at uncommon, so if you can pick up some of those, then th these are two two merfolk, which is awesome. Um, and making a creature unblockable for pretty much any cost in limited is good, especially if the boards are going to be stalled. However, yeah. that would mean that the format needs to slow, slow down, down because right now you just hit people and then they die and then you move on. <laughs> Um, but it looks like the hopefully the format will be a little bit slower when you introduce rivals. Um, yeah. So our next card is Jade Light Ranger, which is green, green one for a 2-1 Merfolk Scout. When it enters the battlefield, it explores, then it explores again. You Whoa! might say, two explores. <laughs> uh, yeah, so guarantee, whenever I play this card, I will say uh, two explores. Two explores. That's really interesting with the second explore tacked right on because, um, and I, I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but the first explore, if you end up sort of the pseudo scry, you can yeah. determine what's going to happen for the second explore, right? If right. you wanted to have a second counter. If you don't hit a land. Because if you right, hit a land, right. you if you, if you hit a land, you don't have a choice. But if you hit a non-land, 
you can leave it there and then make sure you get another counter yeah. and then dump it. Yeah. Or dump it and yeah. take your take your chips. So that's kind of cool having two explorers yeah. right in a row. It's awesome. I mean, this like all four versions of the card are like very strong. Um, and again, you lose some equity because you can't choose which one it is. Right. But this is either three mana for a two one that draws you two cards, two lands. Yeah. Uh, it is three mana for a three two that draws you a land. So it's like a rogue refiner, and because a three two is a reasonable size, it will trade with something. Um, and or you're paying three mana for a four three. Uh, with some like scrying equity where you can say oh i want this card or don't want this card all three of those are fine um in the limited this card is is great yeah uh, and this is the kind of card that uh could probably make it in constructed as well um you even if you don't have a merfolk deck <laughs> oh i don't think this goes into merfolk deck at all uh but it happens it's a merfolk. yeah it doesn't matter it just happens to be a merfolk but like this is the uh just a value card like merfolk branchwalker i think is very close to being playable um and that is the an identical card to this except it costs green less and it explores once um and if merfolk branchwalker is playable this is probably playable too and in the hypothetical explore deck i was talking about yeah. um this is awesome two explorers attached to a creature automatically like this uh really really strong right you don't have to i mean you play this with chupacabra and this is now etb also kill a creature um, yeah. which is is Pretty awesome sweet. Yeah. so yeah, so I, I really like this card. Um, I don't know, again, that like it will be able to compete in current standard, right. um, but I can certainly visualize a world where it does. <laughs> well. uh, and if that, you know, that Explorer deck, it, I think it would fit in well there. Yeah. Uh, our next card is Kumena's Awakening. This is blue, blue, two, uh, an enchantment. It has Ascend. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player draws a card. If you have the city's blessing, instead, only you draw a card. I love cards like this. Uh, because this is so this is like a howling mine effect what's what's that uh howling mine was a three minute artifact that let you uh each player would draw an extra card uh each turn and we always see these cards once in a while um and they they're always they're fog you need them in fog decks turbo fog decks because you need to keep the fogs flowing and you don't care how many cards your opponent has so i'm just saying that i'm love love turbo fog decks I will be paying careful attention to see if they print a critical mass of fog effects. So far, we only have blinding fog? Oh, you're thinking too narrowly, Katie. Oh. Because don't forget, we have subtle. We mm. have fumigate. Mm. Uh, these are also things that count as fogs. Mm. Uh, and maybe we can get a little crazy. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we're in three colors with doubles and at least two colors so far. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Maze's End was like, you know, three colors, I think. Three or four colors. I mean, and technically it was all five, but um, it was it was a bant. It was bant, right? Uh, Kamina's Awakening, though, outside of you know my fun little jinky deck, um, is bad. Well, you you want to be able to reliably get a send if you're going to play. Like you're either playing it in a, a like a deck like Turbo Fog, where it doesn't have to be quite as janky, but where like you just need to make sure you're drawing enough cards, right? Um, and, like, you, to some degree, don't really care about what the opponent is doing. Um, other than that, like, this, if you can trigger a send reliably, I shouldn't say trigger, not trigger, but if you can get it reliably, then drawing an extra card of a turn is great. Um, and I might be interested in one to two of these in a deck that just wants card advantage uh, and is able to, to hit well, a send. Well, not card advantage. Yeah, card advantage. Isn't card advantage, like, 
you relative to your opponent, this is not advantage. If you have ascend, oh, it needs to be ascend. with ascend. Yes, yeah, I'm yes, talking yes, about yes, ascend. Yes. If yeah, what, so what I'm saying is, without ascend, it's only good in a jinky style deck where you don't care about your opponent's Right. Side. With ascend, I could see playing one to two in some kind of I don't know if control or mid range, but like you want some slow card advantage. Yeah. It is slow. Like you're paying four mana. One turn later, you've drawn a card. Two turns later, you've drawn two cards. So like it takes two turns for you to glimmer with it. Right, yeah. so like, then that's, that's the problem. It's like you need to be playing. Yeah, you need to be playing a Not very. Not even glimmer, because glimmer scries. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I just yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna net you two cards, right? So yeah. this you need to be going very very long uh, for this card to be good, because yeah. usually you even then you might just be better served by pull from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm not super sold on it. I uh, I do think they'll like turbo foggy decks. Or you know those kind of jinky combo y synergy decks might might like it. Yeah. But, yeah. Would you play this in limited? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would too, because I feel like it's gonna be pretty easy to trigger ascend in limited, and then you have late game and your opponent's yeah. top decking. So I like this in limited in a, but not so much in a controlling deck. Because in a controlling deck in limited, I actually think you might be less likely to get ascend. Oh yeah. Um, I think that in Merfolk in limited. Uh, this this would be pretty good. You play this and you have like five lands and four creatures and this is your tenth permanent and you're good, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like in Merfolk Unlimited, hopefully you've killed like you're killing them before you get value from this. Well, I like. I feel like it it's was really fast last fast format. Deck. I don't yeah. know. I'm the, I I'm confused at what Merfolk's supposed to be doing. I it was a fast deck, right? But I think that now it might not be a fast deck. Yeah, and if it's have... not a fast deck and it's just a go wide and grind deck, then Awakening mm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Let's see. Next card I'm really excited about, though. What is it? It is Ravenous Chupacabra. Black, black, two for a 2 2 beast horror. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. So it's a Necrotal. Uh, it is a you know a black version of Flame Tongue Kabu, but better. Uh, this card is great. Um, it It's so good. It's a four mana removal spell that leaves behind a 2 2. If you have any kind of, which is at its base, is good. But if you have any kind of blink, if you have any kind Ooh. of um, from the graveyard, like all these things are awesome. That's um, fun. Yeah. So like this is great with Scarab God. This is great in Godfire. It's gift. great with the land. You put yeah, this the Journey on, to Nowhere. And then somehow you sack it. With Journey to Nowhere, this becomes every turn you can pay five mana to kill something. Right, but then you have to if you can kill it again. This. Yeah. yeah. Sack but it. yes. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So I just I really like this kind of effect. Uh, the last time we've seen this was not just Gear Hulk, but that's at six mana. Mm. Um, this being at four mana is a much better rate. Um, no, it's not a menace five four. Oh, it, who cares? Yeah, it's just this is a much better rate for like if you're gonna do shenanigans, then you just care about the cost. So uh, I that's I cool. really like this. Yeah, I like this a lot. Yeah, it makes me happy to have this kind of effect in standard. Do you think that goes in the same deck that has the uh, the Black Dino, Elder Dino with the Prey Counters. Why? I don't know, because they're both black removal stapled onto creatures. No, that what? No, they're they're very different. One of them is a black removal spell that makes a 2-2. The other one is like a weird board wipey that your opponent can play around. Like, we talked about how weird that other yeah, card is. is. And probably not actually very good, but like, this card is good. Like, this card, is, I can say, confidently is good. The other dino, I could be like... Interesting. Eh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our next card is Daring Buccaneer. 
Red for a 2-2, great rate. Oh, yeah. But as an additional cost to cast Daring Buccaneer, reveal a pirate card from your hand. Or pay two. So this is the pirate's version of Silver Grill Adept, right? Where you're doing something more piratey, mm -hmm. where you're paying a cheap cost for a good creature, um, or paying a little extra, which you will never do. Um, it, like there, if you're playing this card, there's no reason to... You wouldn't put it in your deck unless you can cast it as a one-mana 2-2, because a three-mana 2-2 is bad in Constructed. Yes. Um, so in Constructed, it's I don't know where its home is. Uh if Pirates somehow magically comes together, cool, do that. But it, I don't think it will because Ramen Up Red is just the much better aggro deck. Yeah. Ramen Up Red doesn't have a critical mass of Pirates. It has carries Evs, a couple that's, of carries Evs, and like that's it. Yeah. So, um, Are there more Pirates? Isn't there um, a Pirate that if you triggered Raid, it comes in with a 1-1? One, one. If you added that? Yeah, Like, runner. what's a critical mass of Pirates? Oh, uh, just ask Frank Kirsten. He'll do the math <laughs> and tell you. Um, but I think you want a lot of pirates to make this mm. make this good. But in limited, uh, this card's awesome oh, because yeah. you're okay playing a, playing a three mana two two. You're not excited, but you're okay with it. Um, but usually you'll be able to play this as a one mana two two uh, if you're drafting like a red X deck and you're an aggro deck. Your cards are going to be pirates because there uh, there are a lot of pirates. Yeah, around. exactly. Uh, unless you're like red white, then maybe you're more into dinosaurs. But red black or red blue, you're gonna have a lot of pirates. So yeah. I like this card in limited. Very cool. Yeah. Next is induced amnesia. This is blue two enchantment. When induced amnesia enters the battlefield, target player exiles all cards from his or her hand face down, then draws that many cards. When induced amnesia is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return the exiled cards to their owner's hand. What do you think? Okay, I just the art on this card is amazing. Like uh, you see Vraska up up front like up close and like there's all these cool shadows and yeah it's really striking this is a uh, story spotlight card because oh, in yeah? the story spoilers skip ahead like 10 20 seconds if you <laughs> want to hear it uh in the story uh jace is like you know oh man vraska i remember everything you're working for bolus he's a bad dude when you go back to him he's going to read your mind and see what happened here and Vraska's like, ah, I guess you should wipe my memory. And Jace's like, ah, but so many people are shipping us. And then <sighs> he wipes her memory, and then that's it. Oh, bummer. Yeah, sad. So uh, this card, again, so many cards in this set, so many of the rares are like these, they just feel like they're more for Commander and they're more for other formats. None of mm. these seem great for Constructed. Um, again, I wouldn't even play this in Limited. Why do you want to replace their hand with the same number no, of Commander, cards? not Limited. I know, but you said constructed. I was saying I also wouldn't play it in limited. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not good. It, it's funny because the one way I could see the scene play, right, is with blinking, but we don't have Velidar Guardian anymore because of Sahili when they should have banned Sahili. So. Why do you even want to blink it? Because it lets you. Uh, Mill them? No, it lets you just like cycle through cards in your deck, right? Oh, you do it to yourself? I mean, you could do it to either player. It lets you pick target player, not target opponent or you. Oh. Yeah. So, like, you can... Uh, yeah, or Replace you, your hand. Yeah, you just keep replacing your hand. And then or, if you can remove this, you get all those cards back. Yeah, so, like, if you can kill it, you get card advantage. And, like, sure, I'm sure some people will be like, oh, well, I can play this with Frasca, and I can kill it because it's enchantment and draw some cards. It's such a waste of cards and mana to do that, and it yeah. often won't work, so... It is much more interesting, I think, to do it on yourself, though, because I... It's hard to imagine a scenario where you're like, ah, yes, like cycling their hand like it's worth a card and mana and a turn for me to just change their hand but yeah. not remove well, any cards from it so it's funny so first i, I this card is is bad yeah. but 
but that as a given. Um, I think in the late game, uh, so there was a card, was a Collective Defiance, was the red one, and it gave you the option to wheel, uh, to wheel a player's hand. And in the late game, uh, it's often actually correct to wheel your opponent's hand, because especially if they have like three cards or something, those cards probably are higher mana cost, or they are removal spells, uh, or they are like, they are higher impact cards. There's a reason they're not playing them out, right? Sure, sometimes they're going to be flooded, but typically the cards in your opponent's hand in the late game are, are going to be more expensive and better on average than earlier ones. So it's to your advantage to wheel your opponent's hand because they're going to end up with just a bunch of random cards that probably aren't as good. Um, interesting. Yeah, All right. it's an interesting perspective. But, uh, but still this card's bad. bad. Yeah. All right, cool. Next, we have... Invocation uh, of... Tilanali's Summoner. What? Or Tilanali's Invoker, oh, yeah. depending on how you translate that. This is red one for a 1-1 one, one human with Ascend. Whenever Tilanali's Summoner or Invoker attacks, you may pay red X. If you do, create X 1-1 one, one elemental creature tokens uh, tapped and attacking. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step unless you have the city's blessing. I like this. Really? I mean, well, I... So... It feels like it's going to be really easy to trigger send with this. Yeah, because, because it makes tokens itself. Right. Um, and even though they would go away, like, the minute the tokens hit the field, if that is 10 permanent, you yeah. have the blessing and they're not going to go away anymore. Yeah. Um, they are 1-1s, one which isn't great. And this is 1-1, one one, which means you basically get a single attack. But um, if you can do that and you want to go wide for some reason, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that... So where do you imagine playing this? I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't. It's a little awkward in Ramen Up Red. Um, yeah, I sort of thought of that for a second, but it feels like it's just not as powerful as the other. Yeah, because it feels like they're not gonna have a send very often. No. Um, and it feels like they don't have enough mana to make this like worth it in terms of like mana per card. Like you'd rather just play Lightning Strike or something. Um, do you know where I like this card? Where? as a control finisher oh that's really interesting because it could get multiple swings they probably don't have anything oh there. but who cares you just need one yeah uh, i like it for the same reason that i liked kefnet uh, and i like dragon master outcast is because they're so cheap that it's super easy to protect them um and then you just swing dump all of your mana and now you have i don't know six or seven one ones and like you're gonna win the game now that's um, fascinating, yeah. So I like this as a control finisher, uh, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but, like, right now, Grixis. outside of, uh, like, Scarab and Gear Hulk, we don't really have many good options for control finishers. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of pigeonholed, or sorry, and approach, because, you know, approach. Yeah. But, like, that's a control combo, I think, deck. Um, whereas this is just, like, a way to end the game. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, the... the yeah, I, I played some Dragon Master Outcast and liked it. And uh, this probably, yeah, maybe you could do it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we don't have a red control deck right now, though, so, like, that's a problem. No. Though, I mean, uh, yeah, some people were doing the Jeskai approach, but you have approach. Yeah, and so you don't want this. <laughs> right. Um, maybe post-board. They bring in Barals, uh, which is a terrible card, and I don't know. Every time I've played against that deck and they side in a Baral, I'm like, I don't care that you're doing this. Like, I'm... <laughs> This creature doesn't impact anything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there is a deck here, but I think it'd be really cool if you could play this with the green enchantment that says, like, each creature explores, because then oh, yeah. you attack, 
and each creature that enters mm-hmm. you explore as you're attacking and they're all like some some number of them will get larger yeah, yeah. even just like the uh the explore card in obzon tokens like you get to you know you make four servos and you explore four times yeah uh, which is great but uh, i don't know that the deck wants it like it has enough yeah stuff other ways of yeah i don't know if it's worth a, generating a good tokens but uh i think talanali summoner is a cool card uh, that definitely could could find a place in standard yeah next up admiral's order this is blue blue one instant has a raid trigger if you attacked with a creature this turn you may pay blue rather than paying the spell's mana cost oh and what does the spell do it counters target spell (laughs) so it's a cancel but with upside on your turn if you attacked yeah this it's weird so this is like uh an upgrade ish on spell pierce Mm. and the reason i say that is because (laughs) even though it does something different like the kind of deck that plays spell pierce and the kind of deck that plays this card are the same i think because this is a card this this is a counter spell not for control decks because control decks counter stuff on their opponent's turn this is a counter spell in the same vein as spell pierce where you play it on your turn to protect your creatures um and i mean it has a raid trigger right on it right so you're going to be playing this with creatures so it feels like uh in merfolk or in this hypothetical blue black blue red grixis pirates um that this is the kind of card you want just to protect your stuff right yeah uh, this very cheaply counters settle the wreckage oh that's what i was thinking i hate yeah. settle yeah um, and the nice thing is like it's main deckable because it also counters um anything right you can right. pay it play three mana for it on your opponent's turn which is cool uh whereas spell pierce is very very narrow and it loses its equity in the late game um negate is fine but negate is narrow and mm-hmm. um again you know is usually more of a sideboard card uh, and one mana really is, does make a big difference. So I like this card. I think it's main deckable in these kind of aggro, tempo-y, blue-based decks um, that, that we've talked like about. Like a hypothetical merfolk deck. Sure. <laughs> that probably won't see play, but... Yeah. Yeah. What is our next very exciting card? It's not very exciting, and it makes me sad. Aww. I wanted a good Planeswalker. All right. Well, it is a Planeswalker. I wanted a blue-white. I was hoping I, we'd get Azor, I which I know makes no story sense, but I still wanted it. <laughs> Instead, we get Hwatli, another Hwatli. We get Hwatli Radiant Champion. This is white-green 2 for a 3-loyalty Planeswalker. You can plus 1 to put more loyalty counters on her. Uh, to put a loyalty counter on Hwatli for each creature you control. So her plus 1, to be clear, does nothing. It gets her out of range and makes her threaten ultimate. It does nothing. Uh, minus 1, target creature gets plus X plus X till end of turn, where X is the number of creatures you control. Note, it does not give trample or flying or anything like that. It just gives plus X plus X, so your opponent can happily chump it with the Thopter. So her minus one, and on an empty board, does nothing. Mm-hmm. Or if you're behind, does nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so plus one does nothing, the minus one does nothing. Okay. Minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. That's cool. I like emblems that let me draw cards. <laughs> okay. Um, let's say you put this in a token Z deck. Okay. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Goes up to like 10 loyalty. Mm-hmm. They're never going to kill it. Minus one. You give your crazy awesome flyer that you have plus 10, plus seven, what plus seven. What flyers do I have in tokens? I don't know. Just I don't have put flyers in a in flyer so it can get through. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you plus it. And then, and then you minus eight and, and you 
get more okay. tokens. So you you've cut you in a very poorly described <laughs> the only home that this card could have, which is uh, Obzon tokens, right? Where Obzon tokens. Um, Why Obzon? Why black? You can't play green oh, white tokens. Stockpile. You need stockpile, <laughs> yo. <laughs> stockpile is really important. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. Obzon tokens. Yeah. So. This is uh, like a one to two of, like similar to Vraska, right? Where Vraska they play three of, and in the late game they play Vraska and use it to actually end the game since Tokens is bad at ending the game. <laughs> so bad. Um, and it is also good in Tokens Mirrors. Mm. Watley does something similar where you play in the late game and now you will never, ever run out of gas. Uh, honestly... A part of me would be based on like, cause I play tokens for like a couple of weeks and it would concern, milling is a concern for me. It, mm. Like if every one of my tokens made me draw a card, I'd be a little worried that I might mill myself. It is a, you may, may oh, you draw may. a card. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You're good. Fine. Great. token. Yep. So <laughs> in tokens, yeah, this is, uh, would play that kind of a role. Um, I think it's just like, it's basically competing with Raska and which one do you think is better? Um, this yeah, one's I, I don't cheaper, know. but I'm not sure that matters. Yeah, it feels like it might be better against control, um, but it also, like, I think you're already favored against control. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can sideboard this in or run a, a split of Raska and Huatli in tokens. Um, but anywhere else, like, I don't know why you would play this card. Yeah. It's it's too bad the minus one doesn't give trample. Yeah. That would be I very re- I really want to just tick it up and immediately emblem based yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. And, like, even... And we have, we, like, Nissa, right, who's five mana, tick her up once, and then emblem, and you get to uh, draw a card whenever you play a land. I know. That doesn't see any play, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I, it feels like, and Nissa actually does things, too. So this card, which does nothing, feels a little less underwhelming, a little less whelming. Whelming. Whelming, yeah. So, we'll see. It's a four mana Planeswalker, which is, like, a good rate, but. For a maybe not great card. <sighs> all right we have what might be a more exciting card we yeah have the red elder dinosaur mm-hmm. this is itali primal storm roar red red four for a six six right on curve uh when itali attacks exile the top card of each player's library then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled that way this way without paying their mana cost cool once again like this feels like a commander card uh, like your exile on top card of each player. So if you have a bunch of players in multiplayer game, then Atali is really good. Also very good <clears> in two headed giant. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's yeah. very true. It's really yeah. Good. Well, in limited, like yes, this card is very strong because it's a six mana six six that then cascades more value. But in right. constructed, like mm-hmm. maybe you want this in Godfire's Gift. I have a hard time believing it's better than a lot of your other choices because your cards tend to be low impact. Like, they're only right. good when they come back with Godfaro's Gift. Uh, and, like, who knows what your opponent is playing, so that's not a reliable thing. Um, the the lack of haste... I was going to say, yeah. haste would make a big difference. Um, so I think that in Standard, the only place that we could see this would then be, like, actually in the Dino's deck because Regisaur Alpha and Otapek Huntmaster both grant haste. Oh. Um, so then maybe it merits playing this card. I'm just a little skeptical. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's... It's good enough in enough situations to merit playing it over something else that has more impact. Even Just play if, Carnage not in a dino, in a dino deck though, you could do this and get into a Carnage Tyrant. I mean, you have good yeah, cards. Carnage Tyrant is better. Like, why would you do this to get into a Carnage? Just play Carnage Tyrant. Mm. Carnage Tyrant's great. Yeah, 
Uh, and our next card, which might be our last card, unless they, you know, who knows if they spoiled more stuff, uh, but it doesn't look like they have. So our last card of the evening is World Shaper, which is green three for a 3-3 three, three Merfolk. Whenever World Shaper attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. When World Shaper dies, put all land cards from your graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. I, I just, like, I don't totally... It, again, it feels like what it's a commander card. It, yeah. it, like... I mean, it's like a splendid reclamation upon death, and you kind of fuel it when it's alive, but it's four mana for a 3-3, three, three, and it doesn't really, like, do much. Yeah, also, like, in in our hypothetical Merfolk deck... Oh, this is this doesn't matter for Merfolk. I don't... I just know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's not good in Merfolk. Like, what do you need mana for? Like, that much mana for? Right, you're not trying to, like, rent... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. You wouldn't consider this a merfolk yeah. deck. Well, aside from being a merfolk, which, yeah. you know... An off-curve merfolk with an ability no, that you yeah, don't care about. Yeah, that's not relevant. So, um, I think that, like, the other place you see this, right? Because we, we see, like, Commander with Gitrog, um, Gitrog Monster, oh. and, and then, like, maybe the modern, janky modern Splendid Reclamation deck. Like, you could oh. play this, but now you're playing a really slow slow card like splendid wreck just immediately does it so i don't really like world shaper cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's that's another rare that you could be lucky to open you yeah i don't i just there's Actually, so most of the cards today were rare uncommon and very few were impressive. It seems like a, the some of the best cards have been the uncommons. The lords yeah, are at uncommon. The lords are good. The chubacabra is at uncommon. Okay, which, the double explorer was rare. Double explorer is rare. Uh, the un, the uh, chubacabra being at uncommon, like if you can first pick this, I would do it a lot of the time. Even though it's double black. Yes, this is a really good reason to be in black. This is kind of like I think going to be like a mythic uncommon of the set. Like this, mm. this thing has a really high power level. Um, it's just, it's a great card, a great card. And then yesterday, uh, what did we say? We said, yeah, that the, a lot of the rares are, like, big and flashy and, like, have weird combo-y effects but are not good and constructed. So, like, it feels like they're they're more geared for Commander. So, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see, we'll see some more things. But uh, it looks like currently with 34 out of 196 cards spoiled, it looks like Teamer Energy will maintain its reign as the yeah. champion of Standard. That's actually a, a pretty big percentage of the card spoiled. Especially when you consider that a lot of the like rares, the remaining ones are commons, commons and right? Commons. Which doesn't you know necessarily. Uh, they could. There are a lot of high power commons and uncommons. Like Raven Inspector, Fatal Push. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, like a lot of cards <laughs> are. You know, a lot of times they scale in rarity with complexity um, as opposed to, to power level. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So that's it for today. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Uh, to listening. all of our viewers out there, hey, some, they're watching something. Maybe they're watching a little audio of like our voices going up and down. That on seems the... incredibly boring. Maybe they're walking around and watching the world around them. Maybe that's really beautiful. Oh, if someone listens to our podcast like while doing a nature walk, oh my gosh, that'd be really nice. Why would this go with nature? I don't know. It's just really nice. Right. I, I like that image. Regardless, thank you for listening, um, and thank you, you. Did you thank our sponsors? I thought you were going to do it. I was, but then I can't yeah. remember if you did. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you to our sponsors, Flipside Gaming. Check them out at flipsidegaming.com. And New England Comics. And you see Coolidge on Facebook. 
Katie, you're crushing it. Thank you. Yes, and with that, uh, tune in tomorrow for more spoilers. I'm Katie. I'm Ryan. And this is Spoiler Spoiler Season. Season.